0: Hello and welcome to Saskatchewan Matters from Martin Charlton Communications. This is the first episode of the most influential podcast to come out of the Saskatchewan business community. My name's Dan Gold and on each episode of this podcast, Paul Martin, business commentator and chair of Martin Charlton Communications, brings us the stories behind the headlines and explains why each story matters to you. Paul is a veteran of the Saskatchewan business and media scene for almost five decades. He has seen and covered more stories than anyone in this market, and he says that every grey hair has been earned. On Saskatchewan Matters, we will also feature guest contributors from our community to address other areas of our lives, including politics. But with great pride, let's start episode one. Hello, Paul. Hey, Dan. It's an interesting time for us now when it comes to the impact of the COVID nineteen policies as set down by the province and municipalities. What do you think?
1: You know, it's a really good point because businesses, uh, to a degree, caught in a crossfire here. Uh, in a way, public policy right now is tossing it, uh, tossing the ball over to the business community and say, you decide. And yet we don't have uh, very much guidance about you know, what are the rules on this stuff. So if you think about what the feds have done, they've said, we're going to mandate that you uh, you need double vaccine in order to fly on an airplane. You, and they're saying federal civil servants, uh, Toronto has now said it. And so we haven't done so much of that in Saskatchewan yet, but it's clearly it's coming. But in a way, the government has said, we're no longer going to put these rules in place because politically, it really doesn't work for us. So we're just going to toss the ball over to the private sector. You guys decide who you're going to let in your building or who you're going to let sit in your stadium at a football game. And basically, it's uh, turning it over to the private sector to make these calls. And fair enough. Uh, That's clearly, uh, you know, I'm going to come back to that in a second, how we got to this. But what we're lacking at this point is any kind of legal decision about you know what are the rights of uh, people on all of this? What right does an employer have, for example, to say you can't come to work uh, unless you're double vaccinated? Or conversely, what rights does a worker to say you can't force me to do anything? Uh, so we need some court cases on this. So the the judges and the, the courts are going to have to rule on labor law. And the government's not stepping into this and saying we're not going to protect you or any of that business. They're just leaving it open and. So for business leaders, for if you own a business or you manage a business, you're kind of caught in a, in a frustrated area here right now. But this also raises for me a, a much larger question about the tools that are available in this kind of an environment. So in a way, we've gone into a crisis. Uh, and so normally in a crisis, the first uh, responder on this thing is government, public sector. And what we discovered from COVID is the tools that are in the toolbox of the public sector are really quite blunt. and they're all focused in one direction around restrictions. They basically put rules and fences around things that we can do. So in COVID, they said, you can't go here. You can't go there. You must do this. You must, you know, it's all, it's rules, regulations, restrictive. You can't uh, go to a gym. And if you do go to the uh, uh, grocery store, you must wear a mask and, uh, so basically, it just tried to protect us by protecting us in the sense of no more contact. Then you step up with the private sector coming into this, and it's the complete opposite. The private sector's solution to this was a vaccine. You know, it was pharmaceutical companies that came up with these things and they take fences down these vaccines they allow people to have contact again and it's a much more open kind of uh, a response and we probably should learn from this in a in a broader context beyond just covid when we ask government to act on anything the tools that they have available to them are restrictive if you want a more open kind of flexible solution to things you probably should be asking the private sector to do it now it's a little slower but, uh, and and there's no mandates associated with it. You have to persuade people that my solution is better than Dan's solution or Joe's solution. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, 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 take back to, our, I was taken back when I was thinking about this to a, to a speech that Murad El-Khatib made uh, after he had come back from earning the uh, Entrepreneur of the Year award from uh, Ernst & Young. And uh, he was in Monaco when he got it, and this was for the world. And he, he was given a, a kind of a hero's dinner in uh, in Regina, and and he was asked to say a few words. And he came back with this this thought process that said, if you have a problem, give it to an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs solve problems. That's what they do. That's how they earn their keep. And he said, they're the only ones who solve problems, and they have always been the only ones who solve problems. Really, this is driven by personal gain and motivation. And, uh, and so... It, you know, if you want to solve a problem, in his words, and I think COVID taught us this, that the private sector actually came up with a solution. The public sector has put these rules in place. Well, now we've reached a point in the political process, or in Saskatchewan in particular, Uh, the politicians have said, we don't want to put any more rules in place. We're just going to throw it over to you guys in the private sector. You figure it out. You put the rules that you want to put in place or find your solutions. And clearly we're motivated by trying to get more people into the stands of a football game than fewer. So we will find a solution that will, you know, get more people into the stands. It's a much more open-ended kind of resolution to this. And when we watch the debate that's going on with schools, for example, I mean, this, you know, the private sector hasn't weighed into this very heavily other than to say, employers, uh, and, and the ones that I'm talking to who are particularly strong minded on this are uh, uh, women entrepreneurs and, uh, and women who are leading businesses, but also have families at home. And they're saying, uh, we need to keep the schools open because uh, too much of commerce Uh, would grind to a halt so you know the debate that we're going to have is going to be quite strong but if maybe if you look at it through this lens it starts to inform that conversation a little bit more that the public policy piece is one of restriction and uh, the private sector if it sets its mind to it will find an answer that's a little bit more well i guess based on taking fences down rather than putting them up
0: paul what do you see as the opportunities that stand ahead of us
1: you know, this is where you can have a, a market like Saskatchewan, which is theoretically, uh, you know, it's not in Toronto. So some in Toronto would say we're out of the mainstream. Uh, that if you do build a better mousetrap, it gives you that competitive advantage that you can find customers somewhere else. And and I think that um, we should be reminded in all of this of, of what motivates and drives the Saskatchewan business and corporate community. We're all about export. I mean, we only have a million people. We have a large land base with a small population. So we have virtually, you know, Almost non-existent, really, for the most part, uh, local consumer market because we have such a small population. But we're very productive, and we produce far more than we can consume. If you want to put it in a context, imagine if Saskatchewan farmers could sell only to Saskatchewan consumers. Well, ninety-nine point eight percent of the land and production in the province would would go follow we we simply don't have a market we export that's what it's about for us and so if we can provide some kind of value equation that serves a global need we will indeed be able to get a competitive advantage out of it
0: thank you so much paul for joining us
1: not at all take care
0: and thank you for listening to this episode of Saskatchewan matters from martin charlton communications If you would like to subscribe to The Daily Paul Martin Business Commentary, visit weTellYourStories.ca and click on My Newsroom.